Have you ever been a recipient of someone doing some good deed for you? Do you ever have that feeling like, man, I got to do something to pay this person back? Let's talk about it on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. What is it about humanity that we want to pay back those gifts of grace that we have received? We're looking at Romans chapter 3 in this systematic study on the science of salvation. And we want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org to look at our online Bible study guide. And also hopetv.org slash inverse for past episodes. Especially, I think we looked at chapters 1 and chapters 2. Uh, in the studio, we have Siku, Callie, and Jonathan. And we're going to look at the Bible. Uh, we're going to Romans chapter 3. And uh, Jonathan, if you can pray for us, please. Sure. Bow our heads. Father, we just thank you so much for the book of Romans. Uh, What a powerful explanation of the gospel that we have been given. I just thank you that you have revealed yourself in such a way uh, to us through your word and that you have a desire for everyone to understand what the good news is. I pray that as we study today that you will give us insights and clarity and that your spirit will be not only with us here, but also with those watching at home. Thank you so much, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, Siku, we have looked at chapters 1 and 2. Yeah, and just, um, I mean, there's, Paul goes through a lot, and Paul can be kind of difficult to read because he's, he's just sort of just, like uh, but overall, what is, what is he trying to lay the foundation for as we get into chapter um, so we talked about chapter one. He's talking about the gospel. Mm-hmm. This is this powerful thing that he's not ashamed of, and that's kind of foundational for what he's going to be talking about in the book of Romans. Mm-hmm. And then he he switches gears and he starts talking about that we're sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, the heathens are sinners, and they do all these horrible things. And then he goes and he says, um, not just the heathen are sinners, but even those who have the law are sinners. So he mm-hmm. switches and he talks about the Jewish people are sinners as well, even though God has given them all this knowledge and all this, you know, light. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, we're just all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. We're just sinners. And that's, I think that's kind of where we were at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of almost, ha- he's kind of this, uh, like a PR campaign, if you will. <laughs> and not to denigrate the gospel as a PR campaign campaign, but he's saying, he's like, hey, my audience is worldwide. Mm-hmm. The problem is uh, worldwide, mm-hmm. and the solution is just absolutely 100%, you know, will solve. I mean, it's this all-inclusive package he's starting yes. off this gospel uh, message with. So let's actually get into the core, because it, it is distilled. Uh, let's go to chapter 3, verse 21 through 26. And Callie, if you can read those verses for us. Yeah. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just 
am the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Okay, now that was a very juicy passage, but that was a very dense passage. Yeah. Um, Help us break some of these things down. I mean, we don't use these words, righteousness, just, Mm -hmm. uh, propitiation. I don't think (laughs) the last time I used that word. (laughs) Um, You know, difference. (laughs) I know we use difference all the time. (laughs) But what's what's going what's Mm. going on here? Let's let's do uh, broad overstrokes and let's go into a couple verses. Mm -hmm. Um, Jonathan. Well, uh, it's really this is now we're getting to like it seems like Paul's favorite topic, Mm. right? Righteousness by faith. Mm -hmm. What is it? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, And he goes right into it. He talks about the righteousness of God being revealed, and then and then that righteousness somehow being applied to those you know, who believe. We kind of touched upon it in the previous episode briefly, mm-hmm. but uh, we see here court language. Uh, so court language. Court language, mm. you know, justification, the law. Uh, wh- wh- what does this mean, and, and where do we fit into this? Paul is trying to make clear that the that righteousness, which means right doing, it is everything that is appropriate and moral and is in harmony with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the standard of, of eternal life, mm-hmm. you know, and he's saying that this righteousness is something that, you know, comes from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for us sinners, it's only available, you know, by faith in Him. Mm-hmm. Just to be for a secret, but I wanted to just buttress your answer. Go back to chapter 1, verse 18. It says, The wrath of God is revealed from heaven yes. against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. And in chapter 2 and 3, it's like, hey, everyone's a sinner. Everyone's unrighteous. Right. Everyone's unrighteous. Everyone's unrighteous. He's like, hey, everyone's unrighteous. So he's basically saying... Because we are all unrighteous, we're going to receive the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. Not the anger of God, like, oh, I'm so angry. But that's just the natural yes. property of God, that God in His holiness and humanity in our unholiness or unrighteousness cannot coexist. Right. So we're just automatically going to just disintegrate from the existence of all existence of the essence of, of all existences. Right. Right? A lot. And then, you, and then you see that we establish that the heart of God has a problem with that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? He has a huge problem with that. So this, this righteousness, and I appreciate the court language, is something that we need, mm-hmm. right, to coexist mm-hmm. with God and to, to live uh, in, in terms of the, the universe and that. Mm-hmm. Siku, okay, I just want to insert that and then, <laughs> sure. and then yeah. move on, yeah. Um, I just wanted to speak on, the, on this word righteousness. Yes. Um, if you look in verse 20, um, three, verse chapter 20. 3, verse 20, mm-hmm. so just before that section that we read. Mm-hmm. It says, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh shall be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Mm-hmm. So we get this the foundation for what, what righteousness is when he's talking about, oh, this righteousness. And then, because then he says, but now the righteousness of God. So there's that contrast. Mm-hmm. What he was talking about before, he's talking about deeds of the law, mm-hmm. right? So righteousness would be doing those things that are required in the law. By the law, mm-hmm. But when you cannot do those things that are required in the law, then you are unrighteous, mm-hmm. right? right? So, so really that, that contrast, if you're like, oh, righteousness can seem like this lofty word. Mm-hmm. But if you have a standard, which is the law, mm-hmm. and you're failing to meet that standard, then you cannot be righteous. You are mm-hmm. unrighteous. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that we have all failed mm-hmm. at yeah. doing, whether we know it, whether we know what the law is or we don't know what the law is, mm-hmm. we're all failing at it. Mm-hmm. Right. In chapter two, uh, uh, verse 21, mm-hmm. it says that the righteous guys, apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Yes. So it's these, the Jewish people were given the law and the prophets. They have that knowledge, knowledge. that we talked about in a previous episode. So like, man, we know what it is, to, what, what righteousness looks like. Mm-hmm. 
but then they just weren't doing it. Yeah. Right? Right. So there's a dissonance there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. Kelly. Yeah. That's actually exactly what I was okay. going to say. Oh, so sorry. It's, it's just that your... the law is simply the standard. Mm -hmm. It's the standard there. So like knowing that, like, oh, there's a standard, doesn't mean you meet it. You just you just see it. Mm -hmm. And so there's just a big difference between knowing something and actually practicing mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, go to chapter two, verse uh, twenty-two. You who say do not commit adultery, do you commit <laughs> adultery? Yep. Uh, you who adore idols, do you rob temples? I mean, so it's exactly Paul saying that. Okay, mm -hmm. so Paul agrees with what we're saying right now. <laughs> yes, so that's, that's Paul agrees. We agree, <laughs> agree with Paul. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's beautiful Johnny. though. I love how it says that it's witnessed by the law and the prophets. You know, as a witness, when you witness something. You see something happening. So the law and the prophets, they see the righteousness of God. They point to it. The Old Testament points to the Messiah as the solution for our problem. And Paul is saying, listen, the Messiah is Jesus. Through faith in Him, through believing and acknowledging that what He provides can help you, you will receive that help. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what he says here in verse uh, 22. It is through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is, I mean, this is the gospel, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It is trusting that what Jesus provides, His righteousness, everything that Jesus did and has done and is doing for us, that is what you need. Mm -hmm. And you can have that if you acknowledge that you are a sinner mm -hmm. and that you need His help. Mm -hmm. That is the gospel, very simplified. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's acknowledging that God is holy and perfect and that He can make me that way, mm -hmm. but I cannot do it on my own. I cannot do it in my own strength. I trust in Him to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And this is something that goes, you know, we have a hard time getting into mind. You're talking about you know, heart ex accepting grace and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. how, do we, how do we accept that reality that mm -hmm. I cannot provide anything on, from my life and my doing that will in any way uh, outdo all the bad stuff that's in my life, all mm -hmm. the sins? We have to accept that it's God's righteousness. It is His work that saves me and is not my work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, Kelly? Go ahead. No, 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 no go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, well, you asked <laughs> earlier, like, why do we have this obsession with trying to pay something back? Yeah. Mm. And there might be, like, a nicer answer to this. That was my exact question. Oh. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, there might be a more pleasant answer to this, but at least my answer mm. is I don't like being dependent on anyone. Mm. Um, I have a really hard time borrowing money from people because I just, I'm like, I don't want to, ugh. I don't like being in debt I don't like owing someone. I don't like being dependent. And so for me, that's, that's one of the greatest difficulties. I actually remember very early on in my Christian experience sitting down with a pastor, um, so a PC, those of you guys who know him, and I said something not to the, the <laughs> what'd you say? No, <laughs> yeah, not a Mac. Uh -huh, huh. And I said something to the effect of, you know, I appreciate Jesus working in me, but like, I want the credit. I don't like that Jesus gets all the credit for all the good things. Like, why can't be like, Callie's just so awesome. Like, why can't Callie be awesome? And he's like, because you're not. <laughs> and I was like, that's true. <laughs> and, but like, that's, at the end of the day, that's what, that's what we want though, right? We want glory. And so we want things about us and we can misconstrue it to talk about, it's all these different things. But at the end of the day, it's just pride mm -hmm. of, I want to be the focus. I want to be the person who's glorified. Mm -hmm. But like, it's not even that Jesus takes the glory from us. It's that we don't have any. Mm -hmm. We aren't righteous. Yes. We, and so I, I love, I just love what I love about the gospel is it's just reality. Mm -hmm. Like this is your state. It, it's what it is. This is what Jesus did. It is what it is. You can accept it or not, but it doesn't like change anything about how mm -hmm. reality actually works. Mm -hmm. um, and so I can try to refuse. I can try to war against like, I'm not dependent. I don't need anyone. 
But like I look, I look like a two-year-old throwing a tantrum mm -hmm. in a grocery store. Like mm -hmm. you look like a fool, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so you can try to, you know, try to muster something and say this is what it actually is, but it's not. Yeah. Um, and we are dependent, and so warring against that, ju just surrender to the loving embrace of Christ mm -hmm. and to, to what God did for us. I think that core, core, what you have confessed to is mm -hmm. what we all experience, is that in, that desire for independence. Yep. Mm -hmm. That desire to, um, I, it's told, for me it's the same thing, but I, I would think that I don't want it to be sticky. I just want it to be just clear, <laughs> clean, and it's just, just me, or it's just God, but not just me and God and me working together. Just, how does that all work? Yeah. And sometimes that... I get confused with the gospel, you know, like, wait, so if I'm doing it, how does that all work? Mm -hmm. um, when we come back after the break, we're going to look at the actual dynamics of, uh, uh, Jonathan talked about justification and court language and sanctification. How does this all work within in the milieu of grace? So stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. This is a very tough passage in, in Romans chapter 3. And we looked at different words such as justification and righteousness, and we established that this is court language. And this is kind of a little separate from our experience, yeah? And the way I see it, there are two levels. One is the world of sanctification where we see in front of our eyes. That's really happening in our lives. So before, I was a jerk, but Jesus comes into my life and slowly, sometimes it's instantaneously, mm. and sometimes it's very slow that this, this jerk needs to die. And that's, <laughs> that's chapter 6. Um, but that's, that's the world of sanctification. Mm. And then there's also this upper world of the world of, of, of courts and really in the mind of God and it's within God and it's about this justification mm -hmm. and sometimes in our modern modern senses don't like to think about that we want to think about this, this sanctified world but Paul spends a lot of time here and I want to let's talk I want to talk about justification mm -hmm. a little bit and I also want to talk about what are the practical elements mm -hmm. of that is mm -hmm. it just in God's mind and like well that's right. what does that do with me let's just talk about sanctification yeah. uh, because there is a freeing element mm -hmm. in yes. justification as well so John yeah so justification really just means uh, to to be made right. You are, you know, when you say I'm justified in doing this, that means you have, you know, the moral right to do this. But in, in the context of salvation, justification means you are, uh, you have the status of being in full harmony with God. You are perfect. You are without sin. Mm -hmm. and, and this is the crazy thing for us to, uh, to, to, to grasp. Paul is saying you can have that standing with God right now by faith. What does that mean though? Because by faith means that you are trusting that God will actually get you to that point where you actually become perfect. You, talk, you alluded to sanctification. There will be a point, you know, in the future when Jesus comes back where all humanity who believed in Jesus will actually be made perfect through the grace of Christ, you know, through their lifetime. And so what we see then is that it's kind of like looking forward. Jesus is looking forward to what will be and saying, listen, Jonathan will be one day you know, perfect by what I have done in his life. And because of that, because he believed that I can do that, I can treat him right now as if he, if, as if he already is that way. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a, a future now uh, experience. And as we trust in, in the grace of Christ, God will actually take us there 
um, you know, through, through the process of life and trusting Him and walking with Him, mm-hmm. and then as we're glorified when He comes back. So it's just a, uh, it's, it's, it's not what we, how we treat people in this world, but this is how God treats us. He looks at the future, and He treats you that way now. Mm-hmm. And, and there's some elements, and just mm-hmm. before Siku, uh, that, that and, and, and sanctification, as we say, is a process of a lifetime, and uh, there are some things that we, we will struggle yes. for, for a long time. But praise the Lord, there are, Scripture gives us very clear instruction that mm-hmm. there are some uh, moments of victory where we can have right now, mm-hmm. instantane. And that's, there is the long-term sanctification, but there is also that instant sanctification. And, mm-hmm. and, and how that happens, I have no idea, <laughs> right? That's really in the mind of God and, and leading the Holy right. Spirit. And uh, I know for me, uh, there were some sins that I had, I had an issue with. And I'm not going to tell you on TV. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you. And we don't want to hear from all you. And, there, and, and the Lord gave just complete victory over instantaneously at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, there's other things that, that, I don't know, for whatever reason, they're just, they're just still, still lingering there. Right. But the cool thing is the attachment and the helplessness to that has been broken. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? The, the victory has been won. And so my calibration, and this is what we're, we're talking about experiences here. I don't, I don't mean to go, go into this so quickly. But my, as long as my calibration is to Lord Jesus, yes. I have that hope. I have that because he's been punctiliar, victorious with me all these years. I have that hope eventually it will. Right. And at a future point, we know we will have in our bodies right. uh, what the, body, the, the Bible calls glorification. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's also a, an awesome hope. Yes. So I want to throw that in there before because I know mm-hmm. that it, it's, it's going to lay a good foundation for, mm-hmm. for the future. Mm-hmm. Secret right. and then Kelly. Yeah, I just wanted to point to verse 24. Verse 24. Um, like verse 23 talks about all have sinned, fall short of the glory of God, mm-hmm. right? Which is kind of summary of what, what he's been saying. Mm-hmm. And then when he says, being justified freely by his grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that this gift of justification comes to us in yes. Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what Jesus does in me, mm-hmm. right? At the point of time when he justifies me. So mm-hmm. like, um, I think about the way that I conceive of it in my mind, like somehow in God's mind when he justifies me, even though I feel I'm like, I'm still struggling with this or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I still have to grow in so many areas of my life. At that moment, God looks at me as if completely clean slate. Mm, yes. mm-hmm. He looks at me and he sees the righteousness of mm-hmm. Jesus. Yes. Just as if. Just as where if. where we get the wordplay of justify, just right. as if, um, right. if Jesus were just as if I'd never sinned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as if I'd never sinned. Yeah. But he, when he sees me, now when he sees me, he sees um, what you're saying, the righteousness of God in verse 21. Mm-hmm. When he sees me, he's not seeing, you know, what I did. And so when it goes on, whom God set forth in verse 25, right. whom God set forth Jesus, God set Jesus to be a propitiation by his blood through faith. And he continues. So really, Jesus is the key to this justification experience. It's all about Jesus and what Jesus does in me, not about what I can do, how I could pay God, what what I could do to deserve it or what I can do afterwards, you know, to to make sure that it was worth it. It's all about what Jesus is doing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, That's justification. And I think it's it is super humbling, like you're saying, our inclination to try and want to do something, to, to feel like we deserve it, mm-hmm. pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to this, really, in our salvation experience, the only thing that I can do is realize that Jesus is the one who's mm-hmm. going to do it. Yes. And, and that's, that's faith. Right. Yes. Just realizing, you know what? It's, 
Jesus. It's just Jesus, <laughs> right? There's, 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 there's no, you know, certificate of congratulations. There's no, like, da-da-da-da, trumpet's coming out. It's just... Just believing that, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because of that, that's it's it's a faith element. Mm-hmm. Some people have a hard time. What do you mean? But there's no substance. I mean, it's just there's no checklist. There's no. There's no th- yeah. So I want to let me say a couple prayers at least to like right. to compensate. Let me let me give something here. Let me go and walk on my knees and and then you know do something and do something. yeah. And it's just really believing. Like you know, when I confess to God, when I when I say. Lord, I have sinned. Like so, First John one nine. If we confess our sins, yes. He is faithful and yes. just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes. Faith says, even if I'm still feeling bad about what I yes. did, I asked God for forgiveness. I believe what His Word says mm-hmm. that He forgave me. Yes. He now sees me just as if I'd never sinned. And yes. then that faith is what gives me the freedom now to move forward yeah. and experience mm-hmm. sanctification yes. and experience the change that he wants yes. to bring in my life. But we have to take that. Interject real quick into that. I know, you, Cal, yeah. you want to okay. say something. Go ahead. But what, what the beautiful thing is that it says that, you know, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith. Jesus' life and death it, it plays a huge role in all of this. Mm. So when Jesus lived here on earth, he lived a perfect life without sin. It was not easy for him. He was tempted beyond all measures, right? But he lived a perfect life. And because of that, he can, uh, he can have empathy with us. He understands our struggles, right? And so God, uh, as, as we put our faith in Jesus and in his righteousness and everything that he has done, we can trust that he understands our struggles and he's going to help us, you know, through the walk of life, through the walk mm-hmm. of faith. But I think it's so beautiful that the life of Jesus, his life and his death, a part of this justification process mm-hmm. uh, as we put our trust in the blood, in, in what he has accomplished for us on the cross. It's not just that God just says, oh, I'm just going to you know, justify you. Like he, he, the life of Christ and the, his death play a major role in all this. And we're going to unpack more of that as we sure. go through Romans, but this is just something I, I had to bring up here. Kelly. Hi. There's a few things that are kind of already said that I wanted to say, but one I just really want to harp on is that Faith is is independent of your emotional response. Mm-hmm. I actually have a, a sweatshirt that says "Faith over feelings" because I need to remember this so often. And <laughs> so important. Yeah, so because important. because because faith is intangible and emotions are kind of intangible. So we're like, it's the same, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not the same. And I think of this story. I can't remember if I told it before, and it's it's kind of silly, but it stays in my mind of just a reminder of how God sees us. Mm-hmm. And that is, so there were there were two brothers, an older brother, younger brother. And the younger brother had a pet frog that he loved very much. And the older brother accidentally took him out and then left him out overnight. He got cold and he passed away. The frog. The frog frog passed away. Not the little brother. brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not that got really dark. Parables of Cali. Parables not that dark. So the little pet frog died. And so when the little brother came home, the older brother was like, I'm so sorry. I, I forgot. And so the little brother was kind of upset. But he's like, you know, I forgive you. It's okay. So they had like a little funeral and they buried him. But then that night, after they went to bed, the little brother was still feeling really bad. So he went outside and dug up the little frog and went to his little brother's room and was like, I'm so sorry, will you please forgive me? And the little brother's like, I, I forgave you? She's like, okay, okay, okay. So he went back and he buried it again. But he still, I don't know, man. So he went back out and dug it up again, went to his little brother. It's pretty but dark. That's, <laughs> I know. It's, but, like, that's, that's what we do, yes. though. Yeah, that's we're, good. We, we repent and we're like, Jesus, I'm so sorry. Right. This is what I did. I confess. And he's like, I forgive you. And we're like, yeah. okay. Wait, but like, did you really forgive me though? And we have those little like momentary prayers, like Lord, please forgive me. Lord, please forgive. Me. Like it's it's not it's not a repetition, right? That's the kind of repetitious prayer that Jesus is like that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so if we repent sincerely, we we confess, leave it. 
And so something I try to do because I can't just sit there in silence when I have that, that thought of just remembering and having faith that Jesus has forgiven me is instead of praying like Jesus, please, like over and over again, just saying, Jesus, thank you so much for your forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your love that reaches down even mm-hmm. to this. Mm-hmm. And affirming it instead of trying to be as silly as an older brother bringing back a dead frog over and over again. And it's it's kind of like a sense of a sort of pride. You it know? is. Like, yeah. I can, I need to be forgiven and I need to be forgiven. Like, I forgive I you, need, Yeah, and it's, it's, it's really a focus on me. Yeah. It is. Rather than a focus on what Jesus does, you know? Yeah. So like that me focus though. Yeah. Well, let me ask you all a question that, that, uh, that I have encountered many times is what about sins that are habitual? Mm-hmm. Sins that you have thoroughly repented of and then uh, you commit it again. So if we take the parable, I mean, the brother go, goes and kills, kills the all the frogs. Frog, <laughs> and the next <laughs> frog, <laughs> next frog. <laughs> How does that work in in terms of not sanctification, but in, in just well, it's really the same thing, but mm-hmm. in, in justification, mm-hmm. um, does that mean the first time you ask for confession, or you ask for forgiveness, wasn't real, or that the power of God isn't working? In like how, do, how does explain those dynamics? Because there are people who do struggle with this, yeah. and then they feel like maybe God isn't with me, God has forsaken yeah. me. Uh, maybe the sin is too powerful in, in my life, whether it's gossiping or whether it's whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. There's two quick things, and then I'll stop talking for a little bit. But oh. one is, you know, Jesus tells us to forgive 70 times 7, mm. right? So Jesus, like, is he saying, you guys do that, but I won't do that? Mm. And the second thing is Proverbs 24:16 says, For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. Mm-hmm. The main difference between the righteous, the righteous and the wicked in that verse is one gets back up and the other one doesn't. Mm. So there is a genuine getting back up, and there is a, I see that sin in my future, I'm going to keep going that way. Mm-hmm. And it might look the same outwardly, but... There was a heart difference. Yeah, a struggle and rebellion might look the same outwardly, mm-hmm. but there's a different heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God understands our weaknesses, and He understands uh, what you know how sin has affected human nature, and how habits are not easy to overcome uh, overnight. Uh, you know, unless there's some incredible miracle every time. But God wants to develop our character, and so as we as we learn our lesson, as we you know sometimes we stumble a couple times, He has patience and grace. And as you said, what is our attitude in all of this? Mm-hmm. He, as we have the attitude of, I don't want to do this anymore, God is gracious and is going to help us. Mm-hmm. And we don't lose our justification if we are in a trajectory of walking with Jesus mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. it all. I love uh, what Siku quoted, First John chapter 1, verse yes. 9, uh, and in parallel is verse 26, to demonstrate that at the present time, His righteousness, that He might be just and the justifier of the one that has faith in Jesus. And so we want to encourage you all that this is God, and He has a has huge dissonance. He wants to be with humanity, but He cannot because of the unrighteous of men. But the Bible says He is just, and He solves the world's problem. All He needs is for us to partake and choose to be in a relationship with Him. That's my prayer. Hopefully that's the prayer of our panelists and you out there. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week here on Interverse. God bless you guys. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. 
Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.